This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Jim Stroud, and this is my podcast. There is a battle raging right now over the soul of artificial intelligence. To understand the fight, you have to understand two terms, open source technology and closed source technology. Now, open source technology refers to software or technology that is openly available, allowing others to view, modify, and distribute its source code. It promotes transparency and collaboration as anyone can access and contribute to the development and improvement of the software. Closed source technology, also known as proprietary, also known as commercial software, is developed and distributed with restricted access to a source code. The source code is typically owned by a specific organization or entity and users are granted licenses to use the software. Open source AI models, which let anyone view and manipulate the code, are growing in popularity as startups and giants alike race to compete with the market leader ChatGPT. Now, on the flip side, early movers in generative AI, including OpenAI and Google, are seeking to protect their early mover advantage by keeping their secret sauce secret. And FYI, OpenAI, despite its name, used a closed model for ChatGPT, meaning it's kept full control and ownership. Just throwing it out there. Whichever way the next wave of HR tech tool proliferates, open source or closed source, it will directly impact what HR tools will be able to do and how much you will be paying for those HR tools. I'll go into more details on that after this very important announcement to my viewers, excuse me, to my listeners in New York. Now, what I'm about to share with you is timely and will impact your budgets in a very significant way as of July 5th, 2023. Everyone else that is not in New York, uh, pay attention because it's only a matter of time before this becomes relevant to you. New York City has adopted final rules on the use of automated employment decision tools in hiring, which take effect on July 5th, 2023. The Automated Employment Decision Tools Law, also referred to as New York Local Law 144, restricts the use of automated employment decision tools and artificial intelligence by employers and employment agencies by requiring that such tools be subjected to bias audits and requiring employers and employment agencies to notify employees and job applicants of their use. Now, the law applies to any decision related to the hiring, promoting, reassigning, evaluating, disciplining, terminating, 
or setting of salary of an employee, assignment of working hours or shifts, or any other similar decision with respect to an employee or applicant for employment. All that to say this. If the HR tech tool you are using in New York is not compliant with the Automated Employment Decision Tools Law, also known as the uh, New York Local Law 144, if, you're, if the tech tools you're using uh, are not compliant with the law, uh, the AEDT law, then you can be penalized as much as $1,500 per day. Let me say that again. If the HR tech tools you're using in New York are not compliant with the Automated Employment Decision Tools Law, also known as the New York Local Law 144, if those tools are not in compliance with that law, you can be penalized as a company as much as $1,500 per day for each HR tech tool that is not compliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a joke. Now, knowing that, knowing that, I bet you're wondering, are the tools in my tech stack, <laughs> is, are the tools, are my automated employment decision tools uh, in compliance with the automated employment decision tools law? Because <laughs> I don't want to be paid, I don't have to pay $1,500 uh, per tool per day. Um, if you're wondering, how can I know if they're compliant? And if you're wondering, I need to know that right now, <laughs> which you do, then no worries. No worries. Click the link in the podcast description to be taken to an online registry of automated employment decision tools that are compliant. And um, it takes just a second. Just click the link there. Simply fill out a form and you'll get an uh, automated employment decision tools report today. Easy peasy. Get instant peace of mind knowing that your HR tech stack is fully compliant or get a reason to freak out <laughs> because the tools you're using are not compliant with the AEDT automated uh, employment decision tools law. So either way, I suggest you act now. Now, if you're not in New York, it's still a good reason to click the link in the podcast description because one day, one day, the AEDT law Automated employer, automated employment decision tools law, <laughs> again also known as the New York Local Law 144. That that law or something similar to it may be coming to your state soon. So get ahead of the curve, <laughs> ahead of the curve, and uh, see if your HR tech stack is, is compliant. All right. Okay. Well, enough said with that. Now, uh, where was I? Where was I? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Open source versus closed source. Closed source, also known as proprietary software, also known as commercial software. Now, the debate around using open source technology versus closed technology has been ongoing for decades, I think. <laughs> and typically, when, it, when you have that debate around open source versus closed source uh, uh, or commercial software or proprietary software, it's, it's all closed source to me. Um when that happens, that debate happens between open source and closed source, you hear these points. Now, on the open source side, you tend to hear that open source software is developed collaboratively with a bunch of developers, which can lead to innovation and improvements. You know, uh, think of um, open source tools like uh, Linux or Android or Apache. Uh, and on the uh, closed source side, uh, you have the, the, the statement of basically uh, closed systems can be more optimized for performance, scalability, and security. And you think of tools like that, um, Microsoft Windows, Adobe Photoshop, 
Apple's iOS system, things like that. And to be fair, there are more points to consider when you are debating open source uh, tools or, or, go, or going closed source. So there, there are more points to consider on both sides of, that, of the issue. But, but that's what I tend to hear the most, right? Now, when I think of all the other points that come up in the open versus closed debate, <laughs> whatever direction you want to take the technology in, I start to speculate how that debate will impact HR technology, especially now, since a lot of people are arguing that AI should be more open and some are saying it should be more closed, right? Um, no matter where the uh, trend goes, depending on the argument, no matter which way the trend goes, open or closed, I, I am confident that uh, HR tech customers <laughs> will, likely see, will likely see the following things happen. In the case of closed source development for AI tools, customers can expect limited customization. Closed source software is not open to modification or enhancement by users, which means that organizations may not be able to customize the software to meet their specific needs. Also a factor, higher cost. Higher cost because closed source software is often more expensive than open source software, it just is, which can make it more difficult for smaller organizations to afford. Uh, you're going to have a reduction in innovation, I think, because open source software encourages collaborating among developers, which could be stifled um, under a closed source in, uh, situation because then all the innovation would come from employees uh, as opposed to the entire world of developers. Right? Not to say that employees can't be innovators, but you, you get what I mean. Um, you're also going to get a uh, decrease in transparency because closed source software is not transparent by nature of it being closed source, which means that users cannot inspect the source code to ensure that it's secure and free from vulnerabilities. You're gonna have uh, limited access to data. Yeah, yeah, limited access to data because closed source software may not provide access to all the data that organizations need to make informed decisions about their workforce. And then ultimately, I think you're gonna have integration challenges, right? Uh, because everything is so closed source, it could be more difficult to integrate uh, these new AI tools developed in a closed source development environment. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be difficult to integrate them with other HR systems, such as uh, I don't know, learning language models, learning la learning management systems, LMS systems, that's what it stands for, right? Yeah, <laughs> learning management systems. You're gonna have integration problems uh, with a closed source system, I think. So all of that um, is what you can expect if AI tools going forward are all developed in a closed source environment, at least as I see it. But what would happen if all AI tools were developed in an open source environment? Well, pretty much the opposite of what I said in the closed source uh, environment. But um, let me count the ways anyway. I think in an open source software environment, you're gonna have increased customization 
because open source software is designed by its very nature to be modified or enhanced by users, which means that organizations can make it do what it do <laughs> to fit your own specific needs. Uh, I think with open source, well, pretty much I know, with open source, you're gonna have lower costs because open source software is often free uh, or at the very least less expensive than the closed source software, which can make it more accessible to smaller organizations. You're gonna have more innovation because open source software encourages everyone, every developer in the entire world <laughs> to join in uh, on the development of new and improved HR tech tools. Uh, and because of that, you're gonna have increased transparency because open source software is transparent, which means that users can inspect the source code to ensure that it is secure and free from vulnerabilities. Uh, because of the transparency, you're gonna have more access to data because open source software may provide access to all the data that organizations need to make informed decisions about the workforce. And then ultimately, you're gonna have easier integration, which is, um, I think, the best of the best of the different options you have here with open source software. Uh, because imagine if uh, large language models like, say, ChatGPT became open source instead of closed source like it is now, it would be easier to integrate into other HR systems such as learning management systems. You know, that's, that's, just, that's just my thought. I could be wrong, but that's, that's, that's how I see it. Ooh, well, I said a lot. <laughs> Let me wrap this up. The battle royale between open source and closed source technology, the direction of AI, well, it's going to have a definite impact on the future of HR technology for sure. As discussed, uh, both approaches have their advantages and they have their drawbacks. While closed source AI tools offer optimized performance and security, they do limit customization, increase costs, and hinder innovation. On the other hand, open source AI models promote collaboration, customization, and lower costs and innovation, but they may present integration challenges and require careful consideration of data access and transparency. As the landscape evolves, HR tech customers need to stay informed about the implications of these choices and how they align with their specific needs and goals. Now, whether the trend with AI development leans towards open source or if the AI tools of the future are developed in a closed source environment, it is clear that the decisions made in this battle will shape the future of HR technology forever, forever, <laughs> and ultimately impact organizations and employees alike. But hey, that's, that's just my opinion. What's yours? Leave a comment and let's have a conversation about it. I want to hear from you. Operators are standing by. Well, my time is up. I thank you for yours. I'll see you again real soon right here with a brand new episode of the Jim Stroud Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to reach out to me. I can be reached by email at jimstroud at jimstroud.com. And one last favor, if I may ask, please rate this podcast. Uh, five stars is preferred, <laughs> but uh, please uh, comment uh, with your honest opinion. I really appreciate that. All right. Okay, until next time, bye-bye. Hello. 
welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.